This is Harry's Strictly Podcast 2022. I'm here to bring you my thoughts, reactions and scores to this year's Strictly. So please welcome your host, it's me, Harry. Week 2 is here and the competition has heated up. I feel now like the celebrities have got that first dance out of the way, they've got those nerves pushed to one side, they know what it's like to be on the dance floor and they are here now ready to compete and I really got that this week. Everybody came out and tried their best. Some improved, some not so much. But overall, the show was really entertaining and I really enjoyed it this week. Welcome back to another episode of Harry Strictly Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. It's great to have you back. Hopefully you enjoyed the last episode where we were chatting all things week one. If you didn't listen to that, then make sure you catch up at some point because in this episode, we're talking all things week two. This week we had a great mixture of dances. We had two Viennese waltzes, two Charlestons, two quick steps, two jives, two tangos. Then we had a patadoble, a samba, a cha-cha-cha, a salsa and a waltz. I really enjoyed every dance. Each dance brought me something different. Uh, and like I said, each celebrity, I felt improved. If they didn't improve on last week, then they brought something different to what they brought last week. So even if maybe the scores weren't an improvement, they were able to build on something about themselves or the dance. And I think that's what the competition really is about. Finding a bit more about yourself, finding yourself as a dancer, but also improving your confidence. And I feel like quite a lot of celebrities did that this week. Right, let's get into talking about the dances from week two. Kicking us off with the first salsa of the series was Will and Nancy. This was quite a good dance. I loved the fun aspect of it. It was colourful, it was bright, it was inviting. He had great character. I loved him when he started on the stairs with those hip circles. His stink face, as he called it, came out just a little bit. So make sure that he's thinking about his face. Um, but overall, it wasn't a bad dance. It wasn't as good as last week. And the reason for that is because I felt like he got a little bit lost this week. The salsa is a very fluid dance, as I'm sure you know. It's got to be seamless. Every lift that is very tricky to do has to look like it's the easiest thing in the world. Any turn that you have to do, any leading of your partner just has to come so freely. And I think he attempted that on some figures in the routine, but not all. Some transitions were lost, so it lost its fluidness. What the salsa also needs is lots of liquid hips. They've got to have a figure eight rotation. You've got to see them. They've got to have isolation from the other parts of your body. I only saw a little bit in front of the judges when I could really see his hips moving. So I don't think he focused on his hips all the way through. What he did have is some great choreography. I really liked how he led Nancy again. That's one thing that he's really quite good at. Lots of underarm turns, lots of strong lifts that he got there on time. Great rhythm, which I think he hasn't been taught. I think that's come naturally to him. Um, but where can he improve from this dance? 
focus on what's coming up next. Like I said, the salsa has to be very free, so you've got to be thinking ahead of the beat slightly. What I want him to also do is stand up. I think Anton mentioned that as well, but his head is a little bit drooped and in front of his shoulders. What I need him to do is lift that chin up and lower those shoulders. That will help with the presentation of the dance. It will make him look a better dancer. So not as good as last week, but still a great fun dance that I enjoyed watching. The scores are in. Six. Next to take to the floor with a tango was James and Amy. What I have to say about this dance, first of all, is wow. This was a massive improvement on last week. Superb concentration, real connection with Amy, and he was focused on the dance. There was no gimmicks. He wasn't having his attention moved anywhere else. It was on him and his partner, which I really liked. I was looking at his feet for quite a lot of this dance and I could see some really nice footwork. He was placing his feet with conviction, you know, he wasn't like putting them and not sure where to put them. He really made sure that they were placed and he had purpose with placing those, which I liked. I think he led Amy really well. He did a little drag with her across the floor. It, it looked a little bit unlevel, a bit bouncy, so we needed to make sure that he was keeping Amy in contact with the floor there. What I would also like to see from a tango is sharper leg action. For me, the overall look of the dance was a bit smooth. We do want smoothness in the tango, but we need it to be like a sharp smooth. So it, it's not a rise and fall dance, it's danced quite flat, but we still need some sharp moments in there to grab our attention. Again, going back to his footwork, he had some great heel leads, both back and forth. When he stepped back, he used the foot that was that he didn't have his weight on to drag himself back. He used that to push from and dragged his heel. I really like that. There was a slight mistake in the middle. I'm not too sure what happened, whether he got on the wrong foot or he forgot it. I'm not too sure. But like Shirley said, I've got to agree with her about the closing of his feet. I saw him do that, which was nice. And then he moved off on a heel. I do agree with Anton. Anton was talking about his posture and that he doesn't dance his height. A little bit like Will, he sort of sits down a bit, which is what you want in the tango. We need bent knees, but we still need that elongated posture. So just work on the little bits now, I think, um, that makes him look a better dancer. But a, a tango that covered the floor, that was strong, that was led well, just um, don't be as hesitant, like Motsi said. Make it smooth, but make it sharp. Have a little bit of light and shade. Not a bad tango. I was very impressed. The scores are in. Seven. The third celebrity to take to the floor was Ellie with her partner, Nikita. This was simply beautiful. Shirley put it absolutely right. The simple stuff can be executed so beautifully. And that was the case. I was just so drawn to this dance for no other reason than she just danced it beautifully. The atmosphere was great. The production of it was beautiful. Her dress was absolutely stunning. 
And one thing that I noticed right from the beginning all the way to the end of the routine is how graceful Ellie was with the beautiful lines, the extension that she had with those arms. It was almost like there was some sort of glow in her arm that moved from her shoulder. Imagine it like a little glowing light that went through her arm all the way to her fingers. And then when it got there, she let it go. I thought it was absolutely beautiful and she focused on the details. I saw her attempting to close her feet and she did that really nicely. What I was really impressed with is that she didn't make it look like single steps. She didn't go forward, side, close. Okay, I've done that now. Now I'm going to go back, side, close. She didn't do that and it takes a lot of work to be able to move forward pushing from the standing leg, closing your feet, and then when you close, using that to push back, it was seamless in her footwork. I will agree with the judges, I didn't see many heel leads, and that was one thing that I wrote. If she did do heel leads, it would help with the glide of the dance, it would help have more drive, um, but I don't actually think not doing heel leads affected how the dance moved. So she was quite clever with that. Um, I just need her to use her heel more. What I did notice is a beautiful heel turn that she managed to collect her feet on, turn and then move on. I thought that was great. And I also saw a nice set of weaves. She came and collected her feet, moved along and I thought the attention to detail of that was great only thing of the footwork was more heel leads. Again this week I've got to praise Nikita just for beautiful beautiful choreography, absolutely completely atmospheric and also big praise for leading the dance in a completely different way than he ever has done before. There was no body contact because of the height difference, it won't allow that but that did not stop her from being a beautiful dancer. I thought it was an incredible waltz. Just needs to work on heel leads, footwork to help her improve her dancing. I thought this was great. The scores are in. Seven. Next to take to the floor was Helen and Gorka with a cheeky cha-cha-cha. Great opening, strong and powerful, which is what we like to see. She started off with some great hip circles that she was able to isolate. I saw her. She was popping those hips out at each side. I liked it. I really enjoyed this routine. Not really for sort of the technique, because I don't think it was great in technique-wise, but she had what we need for a cha-cha, which is energy, cheekiness and fun. I love the choreography and I have to praise Gorka for keeping it simple. There was lots of nice natural figures in there, natural tops, lots of things in hold, which is nice. And that helped Helen be led through the dance. There was lots of nice timing in this as well. She had some syncopated Cuban breaks. She was slightly too early on them, uh, which I think she noticed because Gorka hadn't gone yet. So because it was syncopated, that threw her off a little bit, but she still had them in there and gave it a go. What I need Helen to do is a little bit like what Will needs to do as well. Think ahead of the music so that you continue moving and you're able to go straight into the next move. She had her feet turned out quite nicely. They were a little bit flat-footed, and we don't really want that with a cha-cha. 
especially on her backward locks. She wasn't on her toes when she needed to be and she didn't roll through her feet. There was a slight little wobble in the routine as well and I think that is because, like Moxie said, she had her weight too far back. In the cha-cha, like I always talk about, is get your weight forward. Your legs can do the fast talking, your legs can get there on time, then your body can flow. And to get that action, we need good leg action so that you have a straight leg that provides you support to let your hips and your body flow. So faster legs, that will improve the look of the dance, the timing of it, and all of the stuff that we need will come from that leg action. The scores are in. Six. What an improvement. Can we just praise Tony and Katia for their cheeky Charleston? A slapstick comedy routine that was absolutely perfect for Tony and a Charleston. Full of content, kicks, swivels, lifts, even props that we had in there. It was like a full theatre piece. I really enjoyed this. I thought it was a super routine. What do we need from a Charleston? Well, to be honest, the Charleston, it is technical. We need swivels and we need our weight in the right place. We need to make sure we're finishing lines and things, but it's not as technical as a ballroom or a Latin dance. You have a lot of freedom in the Charleston to look free, to look, you know, a bit goofy at times. Um, you've got a lot of give in this dance. And I think for the level that Tony is at, he did a good Charleston. Katia put in some really clever choreography. I loved how it all flowed. It was very quite seamless, very comedic at times as well. Um, I think the overall movement of Tony could have been smoother. It was a little bit jolty, a bit sharp at times. And I only saw one set of swivels, which was at the start. I would have liked to have seen a bit more swivel. The rest of it was kicking and arms and stuff, which is absolutely fine. But the basic element of a Charleston is the swivel. Was a bit jolty, was a bit sharp. We need to make sure that we're pivoting on those feet, on the balls of the feet to make it look smooth. But everything else was quite good. There was a little error. I think he got on the wrong foot. I'm not sure. But he picked it up. You know, he managed to stop, look where Katia was, listen to the music and carry on. So compared to last week, this was an absolute improvement and I think Tony should be very proud of himself. All he needs to do is continue working on pushing himself forward and as the weeks go on, I think we'll see him improve. I do hope Tony is not in the dance-off this week. I'm not too sure. Um, I think the people might save him because it was an entertaining routine. The scores are in. Five. Dancing the first Pasadoble of the series was Ellie, Taylor and Johannes. Wow, this was super. I was really impressed with this. I never expected, I don't know why, but I never expected to see a routine like this from Ellie. We started off seeing her from behind. She had her big cape, her big dress on. Beautiful fan. She really was able to use that well. The production of this and the visuals were great. Now, the judges weren't too mad about this dance. And I think that's because they didn't see what we saw at home. You know, we got the production, we got the feeling. Maybe it looked a bit different in the studio. 
I have to praise Ellie for her gorgeous flamenco lines. The action at the wrist that she had was superb. She was able to use her fingers correctly, use her wrists, circle those wrists and get them where they need to be and then continue the action through to her hands. So great wrist action there. I thought this was a real strong dance. I think she, you know, she knew where she was supposed to be. Great appels. She had a strong core and she managed to get through the dance. Now, I did agree with the judges and I think it was Craig that said this. What we need is we need soft parts to still be quite strong. So, you know, when she was mirroring or when she was side by side with Johannes, Johannes makes everything so smooth, but sharp. You know, it's got that light and, and shade. It's not too sharp. It's not too soft. It's just right. She needs to dance a little bit more like Johannes. So soft, but sharp, have some light and shade. And because of that, I felt like the I could see that the routine had, you know, its parts. Like, this is the opening, this is the middle, this is the end. The opening was me on my own. The middle, I did a bit with Johannes. The end, I did the lift. So, I need her to connect everything together. Dance through every single beat. But, having said that, I really enjoyed it. I was engaged in the routine and uh, I loved her attitude. I never thought we'd get a dance like this from Ellie. She was able to hide that comedian inside her, bring out what we need for the Paso. Um, I thought it was pretty good. The scores are in. Seven. Richie and Giovanni. Oh my gosh. I was just screaming at the telly like, what was this? Last week, he danced not a great cha-cha, but this week, he danced an epic quick step. What an improvement. This just goes to show that if you work at something, you put your mind to it, and you have the right people around you, you can achieve anything. I was so surprised with this dance. The coverage of the floor, the partnering, the frame, everything was just brilliant. I absolutely loved it. And what I noticed is for the majority of this dance, if not all, Richie was the leader and Giovanni was the follower, which was epic. We should have known really that when he started this dance with his glittery suit on, with his cane, it was going to be amazing. And you know, we were absolutely not wrong. Full of content, chassis, jumps, slides. I love when they do the slides in the quick step because you can only do that if you've got complete control of the timing, the music, your partner and everything. I absolutely loved the jigsaw hopscotch steps that he did. I thought they were great. He was able to control his top line and keep his feet moving underneath him. I loved it. I absolutely loved it. He wasn't perfect. Where can he improve? I need him to work on his posture. His neck almost disappeared in this dance and I think it was this dance that Shirley said uh, he's not got to wear his shoulders as earrings. He really needs to relax that, keep his shoulders down, make sure he's got a nice line from elbow to his shoulders to his other elbow. If he was to do that, this would have been great. What I was expecting to see was, you know, him bobbing up and down in different timing with Giovanni and maybe a few errors here and there, um, but there was none of that. He just needs to work on his posture. That was his main thing in this dance to work on. Absolutely sensational. So far, 
the best dance of the night. The scores are in. Eight. Dancing a gorgeous, emotional Vini's waltz was Fleur and Vito. What a complete contrast this dance was compared to last week. We went from a cha-cha last week that was quite wild, a bit strange, completely out there, to this week, a soft but meaningful Vini's waltz. Beautiful atmosphere, gorgeous production, and quite simple, you know? There was nothing that stood out to you. She was just in a plain dress. It wasn't a show-off routine. Very emotional, and she brought it. I really liked the lyrical contemporary uh, aspect of this dance, which I haven't really seen on the UK version of Strictly before. I've seen a few Viennese waltzes like this in America, but not so much on Strictly, so it was nice to see uh, something new like this. Gorgeous frame that was sustained throughout the dance. I think that's because Vito gave her a beautiful support. Great partnering. They completely stayed connected. There was no gapping when they were in hold. And the story between them, the emotion and connection was there. The Viennese Waltz is a really tricky dance because once you get in hold, you really never stop rotating. It's full of rotational figures. She did some pivots on the spot. She attempted a fleckle, which was nice and compact maybe needed a bit more drive to, to continue that emotion and storytelling in that figure. But I, I really was watching her feet here, and I don't think she missed placed as many steps as I was expecting. Nice crossing of the feet. It's not like a basic waltz, the Viennese waltz. It's not uh, forward side close. We have lots of crossing in the Viennese waltz, and she was able to do that. I do agree with Craig. I would have liked less contemporary and more Viennese waltz figures, because even though I like the contemporary take of it, I wish we just had a little less of it with more in-hold figures. And I think if we were to get more Viennese waltz figures, we'd get more coverage of the floor, because of course the ballroom dances are a moving dance, especially this one. Lots of rotation. But a great improvement from last week. I thought she brought incredible emotion and uh, she did a great job. The scores are in. Seven. Dancing the second Charleston of the night was Kay and Kai. This dance was fun, theatrical and a classic 20s Charleston. Full of energy, nice full lines that were extended as far as they needed to be, and some great lifts. Of course, Kai was the one that was lifting, but Kay has to make sure that she's got a strong core, that she's in position, her timing's right, so that those lifts are executed well. So we have to praise Kay for those lifts as well. I was really impressed with her swivels here. There was quite a lot of it, and it was nice and smooth. It wasn't jolty. She was on the balls of her feet, pivoting really quite nicely. I loved the interaction throughout the whole routine with Kai. You know, she never forgot that she was on the dance floor and performing. She kept that up. I think she was thinking about what was coming next, not in a bad way. You know, she was prepared 
for what was happening. Lots of lifts that I feel she could improve slightly on her landings. The Charleston has to have a certain bounce and not just the Charleston to be honest, but any dance that has lifts, you've got to cushion any of the landings. So the dance kind of stopped as she was landing, okay, and then she picked it back up again. So if she was just to cushion those ankles, cushion the knees, it would help with any landings. A little bit more freeness I thought was needed. So, you know, extend those arms, use the wrists. Head wobbles are really nice to see in a Charleston. Um, but again, an improvement from last week and she brought it with full character and performance. What more can we say? Well, well done, Kay. The scores are in. Six. Dancing a jive was Hamza and Yowita. Okay, let's talk about this one. Um, I was expecting quite a bit because last week we saw Hamza dance a gorgeous American smooth that was absolutely sensational. An amazing week one dance. This week, of course, he had a Latin. I expected a little bit more. It was a good dance. It wasn't bad. I do think he's more natural in the ballroom, but that's not to say that he won't improve with his Latin. Great energy, great connection, great leading, like all the spins, all the American spins, you know, all of that stuff that is content in the jive, he was able to execute well. He led Yoita had the support that is needed for all those spins. Great timing on all the flicks and kicks. The flick ball changes were on point, great timing. What I would say is his drunken sailors or any of the back steps were just too heavy. I thought one of the judges would mention this, but I don't think they did. His back steps were just way too wide. They were just too big. So what that meant is that he wasn't able to keep his weight forward. Because he was stepping back with, you know, so much um, space, it made his weight go back as well, which we don't want in a jive. So I feel he could have been a bit more compact there. I agree with Craig as well. He said that the jive stopped dead in places. It kicked in when he got to do his kick section at the judges, which I liked. And then he did a kick section in front of the camera at the bottom of the floor where we could really see his feet that were completely pigeon-toed, very flexed and quite flat-footed. It's really hard in the jive to get this bounce without looking bouncy. You've got to control your top half, but you've got to look bouncy. And the way to do that is, I think I mentioned last week, slipping your standing foot. Get your weight on a good standing foot, and when you kick up, slip that foot, kick down. You have all the slips on the ah beats, the quarter beats which I don't feel like he managed to do completely. There was no accent on those downbeats as well. The one, two, three, four. There was there was none of the accent there. However, having said all that, I really enjoyed the dance. I thought, you know, he's a great dancer. Like I said, he was able to lead. He had great timing, lots of good content. Um, I just feel like he needs to work on his flicks and kicks and getting his weight in the right place. I just want him to keep working. Don't let this dance that wasn't as good as last week make him nervous about coming out next week. He's done this dance now, put it behind, move on and continue working. He's going to get better at Latin. This was just the start. The scores are in. Seven. 
Dancing the second Viennese waltz of the night was Kim and Graziano. What a beautiful dance this was. I never took my eyes off Kim throughout the whole of the dance. I was completely engaged. Atmospheric, beautiful, and a very nice routine. There was lots of rotational figures that were basically right from the start of the routine. They didn't faff around, they didn't waste time, they got in hold and moved across the floor, which is what we want from a ballroom dance, especially the Viennese waltz. She never stopped spinning, which as Kim was talking about on It Takes Two, she said she had a little bit of issue with the motion. So I thought she did great to get through it. What I want Kim to do is think about her feet. If they're ever out of hold, if she's doing maybe uh, a floor spin, I need her to point her feet and I need her to keep them parallel if she is in hold. So point and parallel. I agree with Anton. This dance has to be seamless. It's not got as much rise and fall as the waltz. And I felt that it just was a bit jolty only at times. And I think that was because, like Anton said, the closing of her feet, those side steps to the closing steps, were slightly spiky. She rushed them at times. So I want her to listen to the music. I also want Kim to use the music for timing. Vini's waltz can look very, very fast, but I don't want it ever to look frantic. So I need the slows to be slow and I need the quicks to be quick. Really think about pushing on the one. That's a slow one, two, three, one, two, three. I really want her to push and listen to the music. Her frame needs improving as well. She was stood too vertical for me. And Anton this week was talking about frame. It has to be a continuation right down from the bottom of your spine to your head. So I need her to create a bit more curvature with her spine. But a really nice routine. I was, like I said, completely engrossed in the dance. The production, the elements of it were all there. I really enjoyed it. I want Kim to keep pushing. I want her to believe in herself because if she does that, then the dancer that's waiting to come out will come out even more. So keep pushing. I thought this was a really nice Viennese waltz. The scores are in. Seven. Okay, let's talk about the Samba of the Night. Or should I say... The disco routine of the night, uh, Matt and Nadia tried to dance a samba. But for me, it failed to be a samba because where was the samba content? I was really hoping for good things. I really was. I was, I was hoping that he was able to get more confident, which actually I think he did do. So I praise him for that. Um, but I was hoping for a more convincing routine. He started off on his own. And he was able to pick the timing up on his own. He then come on the floor, did a little bit of toe tapping and got into some promenade and counter promenade samba runs, which weren't too bad, to be honest. He needs a bit more tone in the body, a bit more strength in his neck. His head was a little bit wobbly, like those dogs that sit in a car. It was a bit like that. So it started strong. His hips were moving there. And then he just got into the routine and... I just think he lost it. He had a bit of section side by side with Nadia where he was doing some amography. He forgot that. I felt like Nadia led the dance. He tried to, but he didn't give the support to his partner 
that he needs. The routine was full of heel leads. Um, and I need him to work on his head placement because he looked a bit like a turtle, sort of coming out in front of his shoulders. He needs to lift that up. So I'll be honest, it wasn't my favourite dance, but I do have to praise him for going out there, building on his confidence and delivering a routine. I feel like I need to get to know Matt a little bit more. I think there's something that I'm not seeing from Matt yet and I'm waiting. Um, but I think it will come, you know? Not too sure about this week, just needs more Samba. A nice disco routine, but that wasn't the dance. So more Samba. I saw, like I said, some Samba runs, some Crusada walks, but where were the whisks? Where was the basic Samba? Um, yeah, you know, could we have maybe had some Butchicadas in there? Probably not. Maybe some Cortejacas? I don't know. Not my favorite uh, dance of the night. The scores are in. Three. Dancing the second jive of the night was Tyler and Diane. I really enjoyed this dance. I thought Tyler looked completely comfortable in the dance. He didn't look nervous. He didn't look apprehensive at any point. I thought it was great. A real character-driven dance, which was really clever, but that didn't overpower any of the technique or the content, so they had a great mixture there. Lots of great bouncy rhythm, but he didn't look too bouncy, you know, too out of control. Light on his feet, and like I said, great content. Absolutely super leading, great partnership. I loved how compact his chassis were. He was able to uh, face Diane and do some pivots. Toe heel swivels were on point. Lots of great body ripples, some stop and go actions going on, some real great jive figures. He even attempted some kicks and flicks and some side and back kicks which is really hard to do because your weight has to be in the right place. And I thought he executed those really well. What I want him to do now is focus more on performing the dance. So he brings great character, he brings great energy, but I need him to perform outwards. I said this last year a lot about John. I want John to perform, sell it to me. And I want Tyler to do that as well. He was focusing a bit too much on Diane, focusing down. At times you can interact with your partner, but at other times flirt with the camera, flirt with the audience, bring that eye level up and sell it. I need him to improve his posture, show me a better neck, show me weight forward, tuck that torso in and strengthen the core and it will all then come together. But I thought this was a really impressive jive. Really comfortable to watch. He put me at ease. I wasn't nervous for him. A great character-driven jive. Keep working on the fundamentals. It will really help him. I loved it. The scores are in. Eight. Dancing a tango was Jade and Karen. A dramatic, intense tango. I was sort of impressed with this dance, sort of not. Let's talk about it. Jade looked the part. I thought she looked great. Her outfit was very clever. Trousers and a dress mixed into one. Great. Throughout the dance, she played the leading role, so she led really well. 
I felt like she was thinking ahead. You know, she knew the routine. There was no point where I felt nervous and thought, ah, where's she going to go? So she put me at ease with the dance. I was really impressed with her frame. She had a great left arm that was firm. She was picking her feet up, which I was impressed with. She didn't just glide through the dance. She actually stepped each step with purpose and passion, which is what we want from a tango. I will have to say that she had sloppy leg action and feet on the kicks, on those promenade bits that she did with her legs. I need those to be sharper. What I was impressed with, though, is how she was able to, in those bits, isolate her hips from her upper half because she attempted to keep herself in contact with Karen, but on those bits, keep those hips moving. She didn't move her whole body, or she, she attempted not to move her whole body anyway. But I will have to say, sort of not focusing on technique, just focusing on a viewer at home and looking at the production as a whole, I felt the music overpowered her here. It didn't add up to what she was dancing. Like, you could have turned the music off and it still would have looked the same. I don't feel like she danced to the music or that the performance was suited to the music. So I was let down a little bit there, but great leading, like I said, great character and great intention. What I want Jade to work on now is just continue what she's doing, continue pushing. If she gets a ballroom dance again, move off from a standing leg. It's It really is hard, but it, it's simple to say, but quite hard. Move off from a standing leg, push keep the determination of the dance going. Not a great dance, but not a bad dance. The scores are in. Five. Closing the show with the best dance of the night was Molly and Carlos with a very quick, quick step absolutely sensational. I could have just watched this dance on repeat and on repeat. Last week, Molly did a samba and I was a bit, a bit like, oh, I don't know how to, how to take to this because I knew Molly's young, she's fresh, she's got the energy, she's got the stamina. So I, I knew that she was going to be able to deliver routines like this. And last week I thought the samba was going to be amazing and it was just good. This week, I thought the quick step was going to be good and it was amazing. Absolutely sensational prop work. Didn't faff around with it. It added to the routine. It was there and it added purpose. She got into hold with Carlos and absolutely ripped the floor to pieces. What we need in a quick step is we need body contact that stays contacted with your partner. You don't wobble, you know, you stay level with your partner. You're in time with each other. You move across the floor as one. And that's exactly what she did. She looked amazing. She had beautiful energy. Superb, superb choreography. Great mix of open and closed hold, Charleston elements, swivels, kicks, hopscotch, chassis, runs, jumps. Everything was absolutely superb. There was only one tiny thing that I noticed. I need her to think about her frame and in particular, her left finger placement. When she got into hold, and I just think it's because, you know, she was nervous. She knew what was coming up in the routine, that it was so fast. But she gripped onto Carlos with too many fingers. We just need her thumb and her first finger to grip onto his sh shoulder. 
and then that middle finger to place down to create a beautiful butterfly. Apart from that, Molly was definitely the one to beat. Best dance of the series so far. I absolutely loved it. The scores are in. Nine. So there we go. That's what I thought of week two. I gave out so many sevens this week. I think seven was my most popular score. Some great dances, some not so great. But even the celebrities that danced not great dances brought something different. Like Matt brought better confidence this week, better conviction, even though I didn't love the dance. So I'm getting to know Matt a little bit more. Kay brought out a great performance with her Charleston. Jade improved from her samba last week. I was really impressed overall. Right, let's talk about who I voted for. The first couple I voted for, for a dreamy, gorgeous waltz, was Ellie and Nikita. It was atmospheric, it was beautiful, absolutely stunning lines, and a real crowd pleaser. Very emotional, absolutely sensational. The second couple that I voted for, for probably the biggest surprise of the night, was Richie and Giovanni. The biggest improvement I felt from week one, I was completely blown away by the surprise of the routine, and I just absolutely loved it. And the third couple that I voted for was Molly and Carlos, because they got my highest score of the night, and overall, throughout every dance, I thought this was the best dance of the night, so of course I had to vote for it. So that's who I voted for. Do let me know who you voted for, I would love to hear. Uh, you can send me a message on Instagram or on Twitter, let me know. Let's very quickly hear what you made of the night. Strictly's Glitterball on Instagram says Ellie and Nikita, fabulous. I agree. Vickery says Molly and Carlos. Wow, their quick step was fantastic. I agree, definitely. It was the best dance of the night. And probably, if I do say, the best quick step that I've ever seen early on in the series. Lorna Murphy says Molly's quick step and Hamza's jive with three fireball emojis. I think they both set the dance floor on fire. And she also really loved Gio and Richie. Me too. Thanks for sending in your comments. If you want to be featured on the podcast, you can let me know your thoughts on Instagram. At the end of each show, I'll ask for your thoughts. Send them in on a Saturday night and you may just be featured on the podcast. Now let's talk about the complete opposites and predict who I think is going to be in the dance-off. So based on my scores, uh, I can predict my lowest score was a three, and that was to Matt's Samba. Then my second lowest score of the night was a five, which went to Tony and Katia for their Charleston, and Jade and Karen for their Tango. So in terms of scores, I think Matt and Jade or Tony, but then I think who are the people going to get behind and I think they might get behind Tony. One, because he's got such a huge following from football and because he improved from last week. He managed to get through a routine completely. 
And as well, K, how many people are going to get behind K? Will she be forgotten about? I'm not sure. Um, but my prediction for the dance-off is Matt, and then either K or Jade. We will find out who is in the dance-off right after this music. So, I was absolutely right. The first celebrity to be announced for the dance-off was Kay and her partner Kai, and the second celebrity to be announced was Matt and his partner Nadia. This I predicted. I mean, Jade managed to escape the dance-off. She was in my prediction. I was a bit unsure, but I do think it was right for these two to be there. Even though I enjoyed K, it was the weaker dance or one of the weaker dances of the night, um, but I still enjoyed it and it was a shame to see her there because I know how much she's loving doing the show and she's been sharing so much on social media. I did expect Matt to be in the dance-off just because um, it was, for me, the weakest dance of the night. That's what the dance-off is there for. So yes, there we go, Matt and Kay. The judges decided to save Matt, however Shirley would have saved Kay, but who would I have saved? For the first time this series, Tess, it's over to you. Based on that dance-off alone, I am about to ask the name of the couple that you think deserves to stay and why. The couple with the most votes will remain in the competition, meaning the other couple is out of Strictly Come Dancing. This is it. Who are you going to save and why? Well, I expected both couples to be here, and to be honest, both couples did make mistakes. Kay, I loved that she added in some more head wobbles, she looked a bit freer, but then when she lost the first bit of the routine, it just went downhill from there. Matt was definitely better this time, there was lots more recognisable Samba figures that I could pick out. Um, but it's a tough one because they were both, to be honest, at the same level. I've got to go with the couple that improved more than Saturday night. And so for that reason, I'm saving Matt and Nadia. So there we go. That's the end of Harry Strictly Podcast week two. I hope you enjoyed. Thank you so much for listening. Next week, we're heading to the movies for movie week. That's going to be interesting. It's always nice to see a themed week because the celebrities can bring out a little bit more than the technique and the dance performance. There's an extra element for us to look out for. I think it's going to be a really good week. I'll see you at the movies. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Harry Strictly Podcast. If you did enjoy, please make sure to leave a review. You can follow me on Instagram at Harry Surplus. I'd love to know your thoughts. Thank you so much for listening. Keep dancing. Keep dancing.